Hello and welcome back to my podcast, No More Reboots. I am your host, Jasmine Jones. And by that intro, can you tell what we will be discussing today? If you guessed Gossip Girl, then you guessed right. We will be talking about the reboot of Gossip Girl, how it ultimately got canceled, and how the series The Keaton Chronicles should be a TV series. First off, let me just say I am a big fan of the original Gossip Girl that aired from 2007 to 2012 and based on the books written by Cecily von Ziegesar. It was enjoyable watching the attractive, privileged, and very affluent upper echelon teens go through their daily lives, handling relationships, being petty, and growing up together in the Upper East Side of New York. As far as the reboot, I wasn't a big fan, although I did appreciate the new series being more diverse, adding people of color as leads, and also adding LGBT characters. I still think they could have did an entirely different series that showcased teens of color and of the LGBT community being affluent. But hey, what do I know, right? I do know because I'm a consumer of television, and I know what I would like to see, and based on the cancellation, I can assume that the majority agrees. The new series was a little more mature, having more adult themes and, of course, adding in the effect of social media. So let's get into, in my opinion, the inevitable cancellation. The Gossip Girl reboot and its subsequent cancellation has highlighted the significance of preserving the essence and integrity of beloved shows. Many fans were skeptical about the reboot's ability to capture the magic of the original series, especially given its departure from the original cast and narrative framework. The cancellation of the reboot, therefore, served as validation for those who believed that certain shows should be left untouched and celebrated for their originality. Real-world examples of this impact can be seen through social media discussions, fan forums, and online articles that surfaced after news of the cancellation broke. Fans expressed their relief and satisfaction, emphasizing the importance of respecting the legacy of beloved TV shows. Additionally, critics and industry professionals analyzed the cancellation as a reflection of the audience's desire for new and innovative storytelling rather than attempting to recreate past successes. Over time, the influence of the Gossip Girl reboot cancellation may lead to a more cautious approach by networks and streaming platforms when deciding to reboot or revive established franchises. While reboots and revivals have been a popular trend in the entertainment industry, the backlash against certain attempts, like the Gossip Girl reboot, signals a need for greater scrutiny. Networks may choose to focus more on original concepts, nurturing fresh voices and ideas that can captivate audiences without relying solely on nostalgia. Experts foresee that the cancellation of the Gossip Girl reboot will prompt a reevaluation of the reboot trend in television. It is likely that networks and streaming platforms will become more selective in choosing which shows to revive and will prioritize maintaining the authenticity and creative spirit of the original series. This shift may lead to an increase in the creation of new original content that resonates with audiences and sets new trends rather than relying on nostalgia alone. Let's hope that's the case, but I doubt it, especially with the announcements of a reboot of the Twilight and Harry Potter franchises. The Max even revived another past show, Pretty Little Liars, 
I'm not saying it isn't good. What I'm saying is that they didn't have to do it, with all this original and new content that is out there. In my opinion, nowadays it doesn't seem like it's about making good TV. It used to be all about originality, now it seems like it's all about money. Matter of fact, a quick dollar instead of taking time to making something new and revolutionary. So let's talk about some new content that could have been aired in the Gossip Girls reboots place, The Keaton Chronicles by Jillian Dodd. Let me give you the summary of the novel. Keaton has everything she ever dreamed. Her life is following the script she wrote for the perfect high school experience. She's popular, goes to the best parties, dates the hottest guy, and sits at the most coveted lunch table. She's just not sure she wants it anymore. Because really, things aren't all that perfect. Her best friend is threatening to tell everyone her perfect relationship is a scam. Her perfect boyfriend gets drunk at every party they go to. It's exhausting always trying to look and act perfect. And deep down, she isn't sure if she has any true friends. To add to the drama, her movie star mom has a creepy stalker. A hot, older man flirts with her and tells her they should make a movie together. And she's crushing on an adorable surfer. Dating him would mean committing social suicide. So she writes a new script. One where all the pieces of her life will come together in perfect harmony. But little does she know, there's someone who will do anything to make sure that doesn't happen. So that was the author's summary of the novel. It's very similar to Gossip Girl, in which the Keaton Chronicles is a blend of romance, mystery, and coming-of-age themes. It explores the challenges of growing up in a world of privilege and fame while dealing with personal insecurities and the desire for genuine connections. The story follows one female main character, which of course is Keaton, she is the daughter of a famous actress, is uprooted from her glamorous life in Hollywood to start a new chapter at Eastbrook Academy, a boarding school on the East Coast, with a new identity because the stalker's attention shifted from mother to daughter and comes to a head during an attempted kidnapping. It's even harder as she tries to fit in with the popular crowd because no one knows her or the family she comes from, and she becomes entangled in a web of romance and secret admirers. As the series progresses, Keaton experiences a roller coaster of emotions and encounters various love interests. She also deals with issues such as bullying, betrayal, and self discovery. Throughout the books, Keaton discovers shocking family secrets and uncovers dangerous conspiracies that threaten her safety and the lives of those she cares about. So why not make Keaton Chronicles a TV series, right? Let me give you a list on why the Keaton Chronicles would make a good TV show. Number one, engaging storyline. The Keaton Chronicles follows the life of Keaton Douglas, a young girl navigating the glamorous and complex world of Hollywood. It is filled with drama, romance, secrets, and intrigue, which can keep viewers hooked and eager to know what happens next. Number two, character-driven narrative. The series has a diverse cast of characters, each with their own unique personalities, motivations, and conflicts. This provides ample material for character development and allows the audience to connect with and invest in the characters' journeys. Number three, high school and coming-of-age themes. The series explores the challenges and experiences of high school life, including friendships, relationships, self-discovery, and personal growth. These relatable themes can resonate with a broad audience, particularly young adults who may find parallels to their own lives. Number four, visual appeal. 
Hollywood and the glamorous world of celebrity culture serve as the backdrop for the story. This provides an opportunity for visually stunning settings, stylish costumes, and lavish events that can enhance the visual appeal of the TV show. Number five, emotional depth. The Keaton Chronicles delves into deeper emotional issues, such as love, heartbreak, identity, and self-acceptance. By addressing these themes, the series can offer emotional depth and resonate with viewers on a more profound level. Number six, twists and suspense. The narrative is filled with unexpected twists, secrets, and suspenseful moments that keep readers engaged. Translating these elements to a TV show format can create a captivating viewing experience, with cliffhangers and mysteries that leave viewers eager for the next episode. Number seven, potential for multiple seasons. The Keaton Chronicles is a book series with multiple installments, providing material for multiple seasons of a TV show. The rich source material ensures that the story can continue to evolve and captivate the audience over an extended period. Number eight, fan base and built-in audience. The book series already has a dedicated fan base which can translate into a built-in audience for the TV show. This existing fan base can generate buzz, drive viewership, and create a sense of anticipation and engagement around the series. Number nine, market demand. TV shows based on young adult novels, particularly those with a mix of romance and drama, have been successful in recent years. The Keaton Chronicles can tap into this market demand, attracting viewers who enjoy this genre and are looking for new stories to engage with. And at last, number 10. Potential for adaptation. The episodic nature of the book series lends itself well to a TV show adaptation. Each book can be translated into a season, allowing for a more comprehensive exploration of the story and characters. These reasons collectively suggest that The Keaton Chronicles by Gillian Dodd has the potential to be a successful and engaging TV show, appealing to a wide audience with its compelling storyline, relatable themes, and captivating characters. So, let me give you my summary of what the first episode looks like to me, starting in three, two, one, action. As the episode begins, we see Keaton waking up in her luxurious bedroom, surrounded by designer clothes and glamorous decor. She has just returned from her summer vacation and is excited about starting her junior year. Keaton is determined to make this year her best yet and fulfill her dreams of becoming a successful actress. We also meet Keaton's best friends, Rianne and Vanessa, who share her passion for fashion and celebrity gossip. They spend their mornings discussing the latest gossip and planning their outfits for the day. Keaton's other friends, Damien and Cush, join them, forming a tight-knit group that's known for their social prowess. However, beneath her confident facade, Keaton hides a secret. She has been receiving mysterious and intrusive messages from an anonymous stalker. The messages range from cryptic notes to unsettling photographs taken without her knowledge. Keaton dismisses them at first, assuming it's just a prank. But as the messages become more frequent and personal, she starts to worry. During her first day back at the start of the school year, Keaton's stalker ramps up the game. She receives a text message with a photo of herself leaving the gym earlier that morning. Panicked, she confides in Rianne, 
who urges her to report the incident to the school authorities. Keaton, however, fears the potential consequences of involving the administration and decides to handle the situation herself. Determined to uncover the identity of her stalker, Keaton begins her own investigation. She enlists the help of Damien and Cush, who, despite their initial skepticism, agree to support her. Together, they try to retrace Keaton's steps and find any potential clues that may lead them to the culprit. As the episode progresses, Keaton's stalker escalates their efforts, leaving her feeling increasingly vulnerable and on edge. The episode ends with Keaton receiving a chilling message that hints at the stalker's intimate knowledge of her life, leaving her with a sense of dread and uncertainty about what lies ahead. I would name this episode New Beginnings. It sets the stage for an intense and suspenseful journey as Keaton battles her stalker while navigating the complexities of high school life, friendships, and romance. With her determination and the support of her friends, Keaton must unravel the mystery and regain control over her life before it's too late. The author, Jillian Dodd, describes her books as a cross between Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm inclined to agree, it describes this series to a T. If I were pitching the story to a film studio, that's exactly what I would compare it to. It has the mysteries of pretty little liars, with the main characters trying to find out who the stalker is, just like in Pretty Little Liars when they were trying to figure out who A was, and then add in the elitism and wealth and drama of Gossip Girl. As you can see, we have killed two birds with one stone, so to speak, with this story, and therefore there has been no need to reboot neither Gossip Girl or Pretty Little Liars. I want to tell the studio heads, look, here's some bright and shiny new content, but will they listen? Only time will tell. This reboot era phase is a fad that needs to fade soon. And while I'm at it, bring back TV series where a season is more than eight episodes. Every time I look up, seasons are getting shorter and shorter. If the environment was going to be like this, they might as well should have kept Quibi. And for those who don't know what Quibi was, it was a short-lived, short-form streaming platform that generated content for viewing on mobile devices. But let me stop getting off the subject and tell you who I would cast as Keaton and her core circle of friends. I would cast Keaton as Bailey Tippin, Rianne as Nico Parker, Vanessa as Yara Shahidi, Kush as Tanner Buchanan, Sander as Brandon Flynn, Damien as Froy Gutierrez, Keaton's mother Abby as Carrie Washington, and her stepfather Tommy as James Marsden. I feel like I have given my thoughts, which I think are pretty good by the way, on why the Keaton Chronicles would be good on TV and why it would be a success. I hope one day we do see it come to life. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, No More Reboots, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.